Yes, the war goes on. Thank you, Jesus, that you have won. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've been faithful to complete the work and will of the Father to come to rescue us, to bring us the the revelation of your love and salvation, deliverance and healing. I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for taking on the enemy, the spirit of death and destruction. I thank you that you defeated him when you rose from the dead. I thank you, Jesus, for those who are listening today, that you'd bless them with a deep and holy, powerful revelation of your love and truth, that they would no longer be swept to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but that they would be caught up in the fullness of the revelation of the greatness, the call, the destiny to which you have called us to be partakers with you, partners, partakers in this heavenly vision and calling the salvation of those whosoever will. And I thank you for giving us power to bind and loose. Then you said, "What? You know, whoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven them. Lord, we thank you for these great authority powers that you've given us. Lord, I pray that we learn how to use them and use them for your kingdom and for your glory, Father God. I thank you for the divine promises of protection that you have given us. You've sent the angels to minister among us to keep us from being killed here and there and everywhere by the enemy's assaults and assassinations. We thank you, Lord, for shielding us from the bullets of the enemy, the invisible bullets, the rays, the waves, the frequencies, all of the vibrations, all the things Satan has set against us, Lord, that you continue to shield us as we walk in obedience to you, Lord God. And we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you now for giving us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive this revelation, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we are, laborers together with God. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 says, for we are God's fellow workers. I think one of the translations said, we are laborers together with God. Mm-hmm. You are God's field. You are God's building. So here, here's, we're God's fellow workers. We're working together with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Mark chapter 16, let's jump over there, Mark chapter 16 and verse uh, 20, it talks about um, the description of the early believers uh, as they work together with the Lord, you know, he said, he said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Yep. He's with us. He told us in, in Matthew uh, 28, 18 through 20, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and um, Lo, teaching them to always, observe yeah. all things that I have told you, have t- taught you. And he said, I am with you always, mm-hmm. even to unto the end of the age. So in uh, Mark sixteen twenty, and they went out and preached, where did they preach? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Lord, what, working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So there were signs, wonders, and miracles, mm-hmm. supernatural events from the Lord that validated the message. Right. right, confirm the message. Confirm the message, Put, validation. It's not that the um, miracles necessarily in themselves, but they validated the word. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and the Lord working with them. Exactly. And so this is it. 
we're in a cooperative venture with the Lord. And um, so it's not just, um, he said, okay, just go out there, do your thing. No, it's what is God is doing through us. Exactly. And, you know, I think the thing is, uh, we don't, it's it's so in your face that you don't we don't even get it it's like hidden in plain sight god the whole pr- process uh is a three three it's it's a three part process there's the father the son and then there's us and the 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 goal the effort is to bring salvation redemption to the world to redeem that which has been lost and stolen and swept away by satan and so god the father initiated the plan you know mm-hmm. uh, he mm-hmm. created us and then he initiated the plan of salvation and forgiveness and and Jesus then through his blood satisfied the demands of death um, through his death uh, and and then gave to the disciples, gave to us, passed on to us the power and authority to continue the work. So if we do not continue the work, it it, it, it falls, it fails, it, 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 it's incomplete, it won't work. It's like this, I was just telling you this morning, yeah, yesterday we were in the garden and we're picking up uh, the, the last of the corn. We've harvested the corn and the beans and the tomatoes and everything. So God gave the seed and gave the increase and, and sent the rain and, and we prayed for rain, rain came. But if we don't go out there and gather it in, then everything God did is a, is a wash. We had to do some weeding too. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, forget the weeding. Weeding, yeah. tilling, Well, all that's that all part of the, the process. from getting choked. The, the yeah. stuff from getting choked out. So, but people, I don't think Christians really believe or understand their true divine purpose and destiny is this very thing to partner with God. Um, and, and like uh, Paul says in Corinthians, knowing the, the 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 terror of the Lord, we persuade men. There is a there is a reason why we're here, and it's not just to make money, pay our house payment, and retire. Survive. Yeah, it's not that. It is you know m- many people settle for that natural course, that natural path, and they don't really consider there being any deeper meaning to their life, which is a tragedy because it really is, this is incredibly deep. So we're not just called to be, you know, uh, come to know Jesus and then be entertained in a church building the rest of our lives. So we're called to go and to work with, this this is, this is, the most exciting life you can possibly have is when you you're you're working with the Lord. God, with God. My, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a it's a partnership, right? And he's so he initiates. He's the Lord of the harvest, right? He says, "Ask the Lord." John chapter four. Mm-hmm. He says, "Ask the Lord of the harvest mm-hmm. to send laborers into his heart." Oh, Matthew chapter nine. It also, talks about. Yep. Uh, the harvest was the John, the woman at the well, and the people in the city of uh, Sychar, the village of Sychar in in, in Samaria. He said uh, in Matthew chapter nine thirty five through thirty eight, and then ask the Lord of the harvest to send forth to send, the labor. This is the harvest: mm-hmm. the broken, the wounded. Um, and it, it's it's really messy. Harvest time is a messy time. It's an intense time. It's it's an intense time, and it, it's it's messy too. When you I mean you if you've ever canned corn, mm-hmm. or <laughs> or beans or brought stuff in, well, I mean it's he, it's a lot of hard work. It's messy, right. but it's food. It's sustenance. It's uh, the point. It's the end result. It's the end. It's the reason for all of the effort is the food, and so the harvest is the end reason for all of our effort. So, and in, in, you know, I think uh, in Paul in Second Corinthians, he says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether absent or present, to be well pr- pleasing to him. 
He says, for we, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God. We're well known to God. God knows about his laborers, his workers, fellow workers, partners. And I also trust are well known to your consciences, for we do not commend ourselves again to you. Um, but he says, he, he, he says, uh, it's the love, going down to verse 14, it's the love of Christ that constrains us. Why are we doing all these things? Why are we making it so hard on ourselves? Why are we not just taking an easy path? Why are we not just taking an easy life? Because the easy life is not the easy life. The easy life is a deception. The real life, the hard life, the life of walking it out with Jesus, being a partner together with God, knowing you can talk to God, walk with God, and, and hear God, knowing who you are in God, is the only life that's life. For the love of Christ constrains us because um, he says, this is why I'm doing this, because the love of Christ. He died for us, and, and he says, he died for us all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So the real switch in this world, is the switch you need to make is not to live for yourself, not to live for your own you know, goals and efforts and achievements and success and notoriety and notability, but to live for him. And so, for his purposes. Right. Second Corinthians uh, 6, 4, but in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. Now, what's, what's involved with being a laborer together with God? He says, in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, wound, that's wounds, getting beaten up, mm-hmm. imprisonments, in tumults, riots, in labors, working hard, sleeplessness, fastings by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love. Why would you go through all that mm-hmm. if you didn't really have the love of Christ? Yes, The love of Christ for Christ enables you to get uh, through that. And if you have love for Christ, you'll have love for people. Well, and that's and, the and whole it, point of life is to love. Right. And it says, by the word of truth, verse 7, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report. People are going to mm-hmm. say, <laughs> dishonor you. Some people will honor you. Some people will dishonor you. Some will give you a, a, a evil report. Some will give you a good report. As deceivers, some people are accusing you of being deceivers, yet you're true. He's unknown. It's like, who cares about you? Mm-hmm. We don't know who you are. Who cares about you? Yet well known. As dying and behold, we live. As chastened, yet we are not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing all things so this is kind of the the ebb and flow uh-huh. of of what it means to be a laborer together with god it's no cakewalk it's no bed of roses it's it's uh it's war and 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 you're in the war there there's going to have be all this intensity but it's worth it right. when you when you see to have what well, you read there about we're going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ will yes, be but rewarded. We're, yeah, but we're not doing this according to fear. We're actually switched over to doing it because we love God. Yeah, because and, why would you go through that, like I said, if you really didn't love the Lord? And you see the results. And and sometimes you see the results. Sometimes you don't see the results. Sometimes you see, you, you know, it's wonderful to see people delivered, set free, become new creations in Christ. Then, then the other part of it is some people will just reject you and just stop on whatever you whatever you give them. So, uh, well, he says, and again, going back to uh, 
chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man or any one is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What's old that's passed away? Well, the sin, the, the, the curses, the condemnation, the judgment, uh, it's passed away. We've become new creatures. We become actually restored and returned to our original God idea in creating us was to create us as sons and daughters. And so we're now, he's bringing us back into that original intention. For all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So our job, like you're saying, the harvesting is part of it is reconciling people back to God, back to the truth of who they are, back to their identity, back to the, the hope and the joy and the, of eternal life, rather than just molly grubbing it down here and trying to eke out of existence and being kicked to the curb and rejected and feeling bad for yourself and nobody loves me, blah, blah, blah. He's God has called you and given you an astonishing, an astonishing ministry of reconciliation. And verse 19, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So God used Jesus to come and bring the good news, to, to patch things up, to restore the bridge, to, to build, re, rebuild the bridge that we can, you know, not imputing their trespasses to them. So he wasn't holding it against us, all these sins and the rebellion, um, and has committed to us, given to us the word of reconciliation. That means we're here to bring back, heal, make peace with uh, others. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. So you are an ambassador. That means you come from a different country. We come from the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and we're coming down. We're ambassadors. An ambassador is from a different country, but they're in the particular country they're at as a representative of the country they come from, and though as though God were pleading through us. So it is God pleading through you and me, imploring us uh, on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to us. So then we plead with the others, Jesus, get you know, be saved. No, He's the truth. Come to Him, all you that labor. Um, giving them the good news of reconciliation. That's so. It's a, it's and we're ambassadors. We're here to reconcile. We're partners together with God. This is the real purpose of life. It is not to just, you know, like I said earlier, eke out a, an existence, uh, pay your rent, uh, walk the dog, and um, you know, die. Hmm. Some all these things are necessary, and, and even in paying the rent and walking the dog and picking the corn and whatever you're doing, these can also be part of, these are part of our, our eternal life, our true destiny to bring s- salvation, to bring the harvest to others, to bring people in into the revelation of God's truth. There's an old song that is, it goes, one of the lines is, should I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease when others fought to win the prize and sailed on bloody seas? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're not here just to, this This is not a uh, luxury liner. This is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 in the, we're in the war, and we fight in, in, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. through the Spirit, in the name of Jesus, to win. Yes. Now, we, we desperately need Laborers. the power of God to mm-hmm. do this. Now, Jesus said, yeah. he told his disciples in, in Luke 24, okay, he said, you Wait in Jerusalem till you are endured with power from on high. In other words, he said, okay, they've been with Jesus, what, three and a half years, intense with with the Lord. They'd seen so much. If anyone you think would be qualified to speak and and go into all the world and, and preach the gospel, it would be these guys. 
But he said, he says, don't even, don't leave home without being filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they waited. They waited for 10 days and there was an upper room. Some didn't wait. There was, (laughs) of the the 500 that were there when they saw Jesus being raised from the dead, he appeared to about 500 brethren at once. Uh, There, after his resurrection, there were only about 120 that stuck it out yeah, on the, that's, uh, that's in the upper room. 20% basically. Yeah, and, and that's kind of how it works a lot of times. So, it's the old 80-20 deal. But then, but then Jesus said to them in John chapter 20, as he's de- getting ready to depart, Jesus said to them, Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And then he breathed on them, and then he gave them the power to forgive sins. Uh, the sins of any, and and to forgive them, and if you retain the sins of any, they're retained. So, this was a, this was the power that he got in trouble for using when he healed the paralytic. It be really most people's problems start with sin, and before mm-hmm. they can be healed in their physical bodies, they have to be forgiven of their sins. So they have to be taught to shown how to come to the Father, how to repent, how to ask for forgiveness, how to believe God for that goodness and that forgiveness. And in John 17, Jesus again praying for his disciples in anticipation of both his death and the, the, the destiny to which they had. See, his job was not just to bring the kingdom of heaven, but to set it up so that it could be perpetuated through the followers. And that's us. And there's, there's a chosen remnant of believers that actually do this. Most believers do not enter into the harvest. They don't know about it. They don't care about it. They're too taken up with trying to stay holy, stay pure, stay worthy, get get rid of their sins when it's already all that stuff's been done. But they believe the lie that they have to keep keep on doing that. Whereas if you'd follow Jesus and partake with him, those things, he's, he would take care of himself. You know, he said, follow me and I will perfect that which concerns you. So in John 17, um, 18, he says, let me read that to you. He's, it's a very beautiful prayer. Um, he's talking to the Father about his people. He says, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves, verse 13. Um, I have given them their your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. So he's telling us we're not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, I do not pray for them that you should take them out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one. So we know there's a war, there's an evil one, there's treachery, and beyond. it's beyond our comprehension. Even now, as the Lord is revealing the deepest wicked uh, veins of evil in the earth, in the ocean, uh, in the air, we're, we're shocked and astonished that it can be this wicked. People can mm-hmm. be this possessed with demons, but um, it's, it's beyond our imagination. Um, he so, says, sanctify them through your truth, your mm-hmm. word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world, and for your sakes I sanctify myself. So how do how is Jesus sent into the world? He was sent into by the this Father. by the Father, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, and did the will of God, His Father. The, the the Spirit was given not by measure to Him. In other words, He had, the fullness of the Holy Spirit was upon Him, as as the Son of God, mm-hmm. as as a human being empowered yes. by the spirit of god well he still had a free will you mm-hmm. know he wasn't he wasn't a robot he came down here because he loved the father because the father loved him they both loved us and he came down here and surrendered his will to the cross to the mm-hmm. will of the father and, and then he says in verse 20 of john uh 17 20 i do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word 
that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Um, so he's praying for us, and he's telling all of us that we can be one with them, that it's God, Jesus is in God, God is in Jesus, Jesus is in us, we're in Jesus. We're all in this together, partaking and part- partners with him. Now, this is not a uh, an, uh, a job or a uh, choice that most believers make. Most believers, at least in this country, are all taken up with survival and their own righteousness and who's to blame for their life rather than settling on, I'm saved, I'm forgiven, and I can go forward with the... the and why did Jesus give us, through the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, knowledge of knowledge, discerning of spirits, um, armor, uh, weapons. Why did he give us all this stuff if we're just going to sit in our armchair and wait for Jesus to come back? It's it's truly a battle, and you, you'd be much happier, much better off, you know, even physically, I believe, if we recognize that our soul, uh, that the Spirit of God is working in us constraining us, compelling us to follow him, to get out of the armchair, to get up and take a stand against evil, against the lies, against whatever, and use your authority in Matthew uh, 18 and 16 and 18. He says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And just as we were praying this morning, we were listening, grabbed the, uh, the weather channel um, is that what it is the weather channel? Weather channel. It is the most demonic propaganda station, and and so they're they're prognosticating uh, this hurricane to hit Florida. So it's going to be terrible. It's going to be deadly. It's going to be this, and they're trying to invoke a lot of fear and agreement with people. And and I said, Jerry, I said this. Th- th- these are weather witches. Yeah, uh, weather no, witches. Because exactly. what a witch does is they project like a psychic. They pro- you go to the fortune teller. They project things, and you come into agreement with them. They they say this is going to happen, and you agree, and, and you know, you're going to die in three years, and you agree because you went in there and you permitted them to have the power to talk over you, speak over you. And so I said to Jesus, let's do the other the other thing. Let's guys, I bind it. I forbid. I forbid this hurricane to develop into a deadly force in, in against Florida. We have got to start taking our authority. Jesus, calm the sea, calm the wind. This is part of the harvest. Satan wants to kill, ruin the harvest. You know, wind and rain can destroy a harvest in seconds, hail, and then you've got nothing at the end of a season. You get this last minute hail and or wind or rain. You've got, it's destroyed. Satan wants to destroy God's harvest. So we have to use our powers, you know, if you want your superpowers, use your superpowers to bind and loose and forbid and declare. And, and, and in the name of Jesus Christ, that's what I call war and that's what i call what we should be doing yeah exactly too i mean and uh there's places you know like we mentioned the weather channel but there's not just weather but there's all kinds of fear induced things yes it's it's geared to just look at it look at on a regular basis commercials advertising oh there's some Mm -hmm. bug that's going to eat up your bones or your brain or something Mm -hmm. that's coming and and and, the, and even the things they're prognosticating about this fall, this season, and the return of various elements and things that we won't mention, that we can say no, absolutely. In the spirit world, you say no first. You don't just say no in the natural world first. You say no in the spiritual world to the spiritual forces that are behind those things. We have to understand this is a very spiritual war, 
And we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And the enemy is trying to get us to stir us up against humans, against one another. Don't fall for the ploys of division and contention. Go after the real enemy. Yeah. The Spirit of God, because what we're looking at with all that's going on in our world and how oppressed and bound and people are, are and are becoming and mm-hmm. how intense mm-hmm. this is. And, and you look at people's issues and problems and it's like it's like a giant mountain of intimidation. It's like a Goliath. It stands in it's front like of you. It's like an army of Goliaths. It's like yeah. It's it Not stands one. there, and and it's like wow. What in the world do we even have a chance to do anything? I mean, did David have any chance to come against Goliath? Yes, he did because he was with the Lord. And he knew who he was. And and it's another thing too with Gideon. If you read about Gideon in the book of Judges. He was a guy that God saw him as a mighty man of valor. He saw himself as just a, a, a kind of a peon in, in, in a poor family. Mm-hmm. And he, he was afraid. He was just trying to survive. God sees him as a mighty man of valor. Well, you know, I think, I, I don't think, I just know this. God does not set up his children to be defeated. If, you know, if he sets you up in a battle, you're a David, you're a, you're a Gideon. He has already determined how he's going to win that battle and what he's going to do for you and all he needs from us, all really God needs from us, even in this this, uh, this process of God the Father, Jesus Christ, and us being all together working in the harvest field, is he just needs our agreement, our will to yield to him. Jesus said in, in uh, Luke 11, uh, Luke 10, I'm sorry, um, uh, verse um, uh, 19, he says, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, all the mm-hmm. power, all mm-hmm. the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Ultimately, the most important thing is to be saved. Um, but he's given us power, authority. Uh, he says, what, he says, I've called you to be my witnesses. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. That means whatever you say no to, no, you will not. Satan, no, you will not. See, because a lot of what Satan does to get his agreements are what we call passive agreements where he sets his plan out in plain sight, but we don't get it. And so we don't say no to it. So then he goes back and says, well, God, they did not resist me. I told them I was going to do this and then nobody resisted me. So in, in technically, he's gotten a passive agreement from us because we didn't see what was going on or we weren't spiritually attuned to it or we didn't, we didn't rebuke it. We didn't reject it. We didn't resist it. Submit to God, resist the devil. And he'll flee. Mm-hmm. How many people listen to this? How many times a, a year, a, a month, a week, do you hear of somebody who's, dying of this or that, or they're in the hospital and they're in a fatal, ac- critical accident. And, and somebody's asking you to pray. And, and do you go back into the spirit and say, I forbid the spirit of death mm-hmm. to take this life. I forbid you, enemy. I forbid you to enter that hospital room. I forbid you in the name of Jesus Christ. No, you will not. I say to the man and woman, you will rise up. You will live in the name of Jesus Christ. I loose you to live. Do we do that? No, we say, oh, well, how are it's they doing? Ba- how are bad. they doing? How are they doing? Well, if it's God's will, yeah, we'll pray. Then we pray, oh God, please. You know, that's not a good prayer. That's a nice prayer, but it's not a powerful prayer. Oh God, please. God says, oh please, I told you to go ahead and bind it. Go ahead, open your mouth, bind it, and, and, and loose whatever, and I will back you up. 
Instead of begging God to do it, God says, you do it and I will back you up. Let's call for an end to nice prayers. And the oh just God, oh just, just. No, put the, take the just out of your prayers. Oh God, we just heal, just. Do. Take the word just out of your prayers. It's such Use a mamby-pamby, weak, pointless word like you're limiting God. Just do this. Don't do anything else. Just this. No. Be, be, pay attention he to says, your words. Come. Pay attention to your mouth. Pay attention mm-hmm. to what's coming out of your mouth. Pay attention to your life. And don't let, don't just, oh, it is, it's just, it is what it is. Or, oh, it's not, it's no big deal. Or, oh, it's just a small thing. Satan is in the details. He works in the small things that you and I just look over, pass over, overlook. And then he goes in and, and you know, digs his hole to bury us. Pay attention to your life. Consider your life valuable. It was, it, it, you know what? We don't live our lives to the fullest because we don't think of them as very valuable because we don't really believe we are God's children or where we came from or what the point is. What we do too is compare ourselves with others. You know, well, I'm not like this one. There's, so we set people up in basically in a, an idolatrous fashion. Yeah. Man to say, well, they're, is they're, they're better. They're, you know, we don't have gifts like this. What can and, I do? We're not doing this and this. I'm not noticed. Hey, you are called and anointed individually. Uh-huh. He, you're called to be who God has called you to be. To mm-hmm. partner with him, and here's the deal: don't th- speak death over your own life. Right, right, and ju- don't say, "Oh, I'm just this, or I can't do this, and all I can do is bake pies, or all I can do is clean a house, or all I can do is work this labor job." Hey, that's God's got you in that place. That's where He's called you to be. That's right. where that's where He wants you and, to be and fruitful. We, th- we think of it as well. That's not very ex- exciting. That's not very great. You don't know. What great things God could do with the tiniest thing that he's asked you to do. So don't be discounting the day of small beginnings. And another thing, just listen to what is the Lord saying to you? So we we read often David in the Old Testament, he inquired of the Lord. He said, okay, Lord, what right. is going on here? What do you want me to do? He didn't say, "Well, Lord, this is what the, I think. The, the way this is what I think, or mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is what you did before." He could say, well, I'm just going to go with what the Lord did before. Well, God did things before, and that's kind of a foundation of, in our Faith. lives of his, of his faithfulness. And our but faith. every, God is wanting to do something different often, often. And Inquire so, of the Lord. Say, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And, mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then he'll give you the, the desire and, and, and direction, the, the direction to do it. Another thing, too, being a, la- a laborer with God, in partnership with God. Gideon, we mentioned him earlier, he was asked to do you know, some pretty crazy things yeah. <laughs> in, our, in our understanding. I mean, you use pitchers and lights and ram's horn trumpets and yell and walk around the city. And it's like, really? I mean, what kind of military strategy is this? It's the Lord's military strategy, mm-hmm. and that's what we. That's what we uh, don't need. let your carnal mind reason away. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would God do that? That can't be God. Just don't let your carnal mind, led by en- the enemy who runs your mind most of the time in the in the carnal sense, um, tell you that that can't work. Just do what you're told to do and believe God for great results. It's interesting too, where in Judges chapter six, it says. Um, 
in this process where God is speaking to Gideon, he's showing these different signs to him, and he's getting him going, getting him ready to um, deliver Israel mm-hmm. from the Midianites, right? Um, and so I, I was talking about, you know, Joshua earlier, about mm-hmm. him walking around the city and all Jericho. that stuff, you know. But Gideon had a, you know, a, a plan from God, and it's some, you, 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 we, you and I need to be taught. I mean, to walk, tune into the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. because He might say the most re- might seem ridiculous to the national mind, natural mind, but and the national mind too. <laughs> but um, whatever that is. But if we're tuned into Him and Listen we're obedient, here's the here's thing. the voice of the, yeah. of the Good Shepherd. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and it's interesting in in Judges chapter six verse thirty four, it says, "But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and the Abiezrites gathered behind him. So people came with him. There was a team with him." He blew the trumpet. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon to do certain my, things. My understanding is of that in the original Hebrew language in which that was written, it means that the Spirit of the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. Great. The Spirit of the Lord (laughs) clothed himself with Gideon. So, I mean, basically, the Spirit of God lives in us, right? And he's using us. That means that, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're clothed. You know, we're, we're, clo- we're carrying we're him with into the battle. Spirit of God. We're we're the little bodies that God is using to go into battle. You know, we give him permission to come into battle. So here's the summary: Don't get distracted with your sin, uh, your or or your world or what's going on. Stay focused. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keep the faith. Paul's. Uh, a crowning assessment of his own life was not how the churches and the sizes and the things he built, but that he actually kept the faith. That was his crowning mm-hmm. achievement, that mm-hmm. he kept the faith. He um, fought the good fight he fa- and yeah. kept the faith. Yes, and we're labors together with God. That's a huge calling. That is the destiny. That is So we have to stay consciously aware of that. Be unmoved. Uh, don't be drist- drifting off or deceived or drawn off by something else. Um and, and put in your effort. Get, give it all you've got. That's all we can give God is all we can give God is what we've got. Give it all to him. And then, um, so, because otherwise what's going to happen, you become like other people, most people who do not get involved. Um, they don't, they don't get radically committed uh, they, to this resurrection. This They don't get radically committed or, or, or to this revelation of this resurrection harvest that we're part of. They live a half dead life and, and either they're neither dead nor alive. And, and, and so they're lukewarm, they're mediocre, they're listless, fearful, and they don't like their life. Get involved in Jesus Christ. There's no turning back. Set your hand to the plow. Don't look back. Father God, we thank you for the commitments of those who've gone before us who were radically involved in this partnership of taking down the enemy, uh, harvesting in the field, uh, bringing glory to God, uh, understanding their destiny, that we are laborers, co-laborers together with you, Lord God. What a privilege. We thank you, Lord. Let us not fail because ultimately it all ends up being on us, unless you have another plan, of course. But at this point, this is the plan you've got, that we're in the plan, we're part of the plan, 
and that we need to work our end of the deal. So, Father God, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to use the gifts of your Spirit, to use the power and authority you've given us, to be more than conquerors through him who loved us, and know that the victory is ours. Amen. Amen. So, Marjorie, you have a uh, workshop coming up? Yes, on the 16th of September, uh, again, at, at Valiant, um, which is uh, off, Bass, off Bass Lake Road. Um, it's the, it's from it's Saturday, and it's from, uh, I think it's 9.30 to... Three thirty or something, or three yeah. o'clock, something like that. Anyway, we're going to be talking with Karen Steen Finch as well. We're going to be bringing uh, health, healing, and recovery, especially to people who've lost their health through addictions or uh, other difficulties in their health and life. So, bringing the combination of physical, natural health, and spiritual roots to physical diseases. Uh, and so, we recommend that you go to the website liferecovery.com, check it out. Also, we are uh, offering other materials. Um, do you, that, for example, do you live to eat or eat to live? That's one that's uh, interesting. It's about our food. And I tell you what, food is a huge source of the battle these days, eating the right foods. And so uh, check it out, liferecovery.com. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.